Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness. This is Sports Day. I've heard people say that. (laughs) I was playing this earlier in the week because Daddy's bass's voice when he came back from holidays was quite deep. I don't know about that. But he's back to his squeaky best now. I don't need to do it. Hello, and welcome to a Thursday night edition of Sports Day. Jason Matthews flying solo again tonight. Sats will be back with me uh, Monday night. That's if he's over his influenza A. Uh, that actually reminds me of a joke. What, what virus did the Instagram model catch? Influenza A. Hmm. Right here. Welcome to the show. It is a Thursday. It's the end of the week for Sports Day, and I'm feeling a bit tired. Big one coming up. Thanks to our friends at uh, Kia and also Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers, former Bronco Dragon uh, and Knights player. Uh, Andrew McCulloch uh, will join us. Got a BBL update thanks to two. His one team has already locked in their spot uh, in the finals. Chris Nelson. He's got some form for us ahead of the Magic Millions this weekend on the Gold Coast as well. That uh, will be coming up. But what about uh, last night, the Sixers? Oh, sorry, not the Sixers, the Heat. Getting it done over the Scorchers, one of the most anticipated games uh, of cricket in the Big Bash, BBL 13 this year. 26,000 fans at the Gabba saw the Heat actually win that game. But I tell you what, here comes the problem. Here comes the problem. Now, the qualifying final on Friday, the 19th of January, is going to be played at the Gold Coast. Are you serious? I am serious, Daddy. They're going to have to play that game at Heritage Bank Stadium on the 19th of January, and there's outrage. First of all, holds half the crowd of the Gabba. And it's been reported, well, well, actually, I don't know if it's been reported openly, but the Heat will lose, and Cricket Queensland will lose a half a million dollars on that one game, going from the Gabba to Heritage Bank. It's all because they need 10 days to prepare a pitch at the Gabba for a test match against the West Indies, so which starts on January 25. So they start preparing that pitch straight away. In fact, after the game finished last night, they were mowing the test pitch. They're already taking the, um, the the top grass levels away already. And I think they're a little bit gun shy after that green pitch uh, last year. So we'll see what happens uh, there. The Australian Open, I'll, I'll talk more about the Big Bash later on. The Australian Open draw is out. Alex Demon on the first round. Look, I've read different reports that he's got a good draw, but he's also got a bad draw. He's going to face a world no- former number three in the first round. But if he can get through that, he's got a fairly good uh, run through uh, to to throughout the tournament. And he's the first top 10 Australian player to be playing in the Australian Open a long, long time. Well, in the men's anyway. Good luck to uh, Alex Demonor. That kicks off on Sunday. The Australian Open, you can hear it all on SEN. Download the SEN app. We actually have an Australian Open channel. It just all night, all-day coverage 
on our Australian Open chan uh, uh, channel. So make sure you download the app to get that. Break time. This is Sports Day. When we come back, Macca, Andrew McCulloch joins us. Got a bit of Broncos news around at the moment. We'll have a chat to Macca about footy pre-season next here on Sports Day. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to Sports Day. Time to get into our turn-back time segment. What better way to do it than with a 300 NRL game veteran for BASF Termidor and Trelona, Australia's most trusted termite solution. Now, Carly, uh, Yasmin, he, he gave you a nice little uh, rap there about, you know, through the ups and downs through the entire 300 matches. Can you tell us a little bit? We, we know this bloke is a footballer, but can you tell us a little bit about him as a man as well? He's a bit of a rat bag, but um, <laughs> other than that, no, he's a very hard worker and... He definitely puts in a lot behind the scenes. That Carly happens to be Carly McCulloch and Andrew McCulloch. Macca joining us on Sports Day. Ratbag. Yes, yes. Thank you, Jason, for having me on. Yeah, Ratbag. So take it what, as you want. But, yeah, uh, obviously very hardworking, good man behind the scenes as well, she also said. So don't just bring yeah, up that part. Thank you. Yeah, we don't actually pay attention to that, uh, Macca. So... Quickly, before we get into the serious stuff of uh, rugby league, this guy, mate, um, your driver, that Scott Sattler, smashed to pieces uh, when we played golf about three or four weeks ago. Uh, mate, has he paid for it to be fixed yet? Just uh, please inform no, our listeners. No, he certainly hasn't, mate. He was obviously losing on a game of golf. And That's right. Like you spoke about on the segment, actually driving the green and putting for an eagle, and he got a little bit dirty after that. So he wasn't, you know, it's his home course, and I really took advantage of the small course that it was. So, look, <laughs> I've invoiced him, but no, he's gone underground hiding um, Scotty Sattler. So it's, um, we hopefully hear from him soon, and it'll be nice to get a nice little present on my door set very shortly. Mate, the most upsetting thing about our golf day was the fact that he didn't try to break my driver. You know, I, I, I was, well, a, I was yeah. a threat. What's going on there? Mate, you're very, your percentage of hitting the fairways is very strong. So you, what we'd call that is a layup with a driver, and then obviously <laughs> I went for it. So we, we worked well, and we got the cash, mate. That's all that matters. And it didn't matter which fairway, by the way. Hey, early in the week, Kevin Walters indicated that Selwyn Cobbo will have first crack at Herbie Farnworth's centre position. Here's what uh, Kevy had to say about uh, Cobbo. That's the plan, to, uh, to move you in that, into that role. Um, you're sort of probably a bit more natural there in the centres than, than on the wing. And um, so far, he's been really good there. I guess we'll find out more when we start playing and start having to make tackles and do all those things that uh, the great centres do. How's he, how's he looking, Kevy? Like, he's still a young lad. Like, how's, yeah. his, how's his fitness? And no, he's, well, he's, again, he's still only young, Selwyn, so I'm um, still... Maturing in that space with his uh, fitness levels and his strength, they'll get better at, at, as the year goes on. But his footy IQ is very good, very intelligent player, which is uh, you need to be playing those centre roles, particularly defensively. I, I feel that's where he's going to be a good asset for us with the way he reads the, the, the attack. Um, I, when I heard this, and I, and I know some Broncos supporters, when they heard this as well, they're going, oh, is he the right man to play in the centres? I mean, attacking-wise, he'll be brilliant as long as he gets plenty of early ball. But there are some question marks over him defensively. What do you think, Macca? Yeah, well, like Kevin said, I think only time will tell when he gets into a bit of games and he's a young guy. But, yeah, there will be some trial and error in regards to 
um, you know, defensively. His attacking wide play actually suits him a lot better in terms of, like Kevin said, his fitness is probably not um, his, his strong suit. Obviously, he's a big, powerful thing, and naturally, it's just not probably his style of the, <laughs> the conditioning style of things. So, Sen actually probably helps him in that sense where he doesn't have to go back and collect the kicks and do a lot more running. So, I feel like that'll actually really help him and benefit the team, and, and he's a and he's a big um, and he's a big body as well. So. Um, certainly a good aspect. They have actually filled the void that Herbie's left there now. Uh, are, you, are the Bronx robbing Peter to pay Paul by taking him off the wing and putting him in the centres? Are they what, sorry? Are they robbing Peter to pay play Paul to pay Paul? I mean, are they, are they sacrificing him as a winger where he's very good to try and just fill a hole in the centres? Wouldn't they just be better off keeping him on the wing and finding another centre? Yeah, no, so I just we might come back. They might feel also that their wings, uh, you know, comes back to obviously the team balance. If you look at Jesse Arthurs and Corey Oates as well, so they've got some key players that actually can play wing and fill that void. So I might just come back to balance of, uh, you know, the team what they think is the best suited for everyone to try and get your best team on the park. And obviously, Dean Marin is a young guy as well who played a bit of footy. Also, it's obviously competition for spots, and that's what you need. And Probably a good um, problem for Kevy to have actually that they can swap these guys in and out or even leave quality players out of the team. Like last year, I'd see missed a fair bit of footy due to not playing, and Jesse took his opportunity. So never know what's around the corner, but you know, obviously Salman's going to make some things wrong, but you can't make anything wrong unless you give it a go as well. So you can kind of see where Kevy's coming from. Rightio, um, did you see the news around today that uh, Tavita Pangai Jr. was spotted? At Brisbane training, he wasn't training. He was just leaning on the fence and and watching like uh, like all spectators. Um, do you, I don't know what you know. Is there a desire from um, Tavita Panga Jr. to get back to rugby league? No, not at all. I actually, seen um, funny you said. I actually saw Tavita there at the coffee shop just before training. I was over there um, doing a bit of stuff, and he came over and he was with his boxing coach. He's still mates with a lot of those sort of guys within the team, Payne and. Paddy and a few of those guys that he was at the Broncos with. So he's still involved. It's probably a game where he still enjoys watching him and, and seeing, obviously, his mates do well in the conditioning and different side of things like that. So, no, I wouldn't read too much into it. I just think it's one of those things, you a bit of time, you get to go down and see your mates at training and, and that way you can do still, you know, get to see them a bit, a fair bit away from, obviously, boxing. Yeah, right. Okay, so no desire to go back to rugby league, in your opinion? No, no desire. I feel like he's he's done now. He's got a new goal, and you know that'll take time, and it's a big step, but good on him. It takes a lot of courage to to do that. So you got to you know commend that. You got to actually congratulate the guy on being able to take a big step when a lot of other people wouldn't. And just take the cash. Uh, just uh, on that training session, Jesus, how good does Payne Ass look? Mate, the thing is, it's just it's just normal. <laughs> That's a, it's a, and it's a weird, weird thing to say. It's just normal. So I don't, you know, people say, oh, wow, well, yeah, it is wow, well, but it's just the same. It's just normal. It's just what it is. So there's nothing out of the box in actual ordinary. You just, if you see it, you just end up getting used to it, which is the crazy thing. Why do some people get blessed <laughs> with a body like that? Um, I hate those blokes. Big guy <laughs> like that, fit as anything, just, you know, win another. Um, Player of the Year trophy as well, so he's absolutely killing it. But yeah, it all comes back to his fitness. He's, yeah, it's pretty. It's quite a sight to see actually. And he's still a pup as well. Rightio, let's get. Um, uh, oh, Jesse Arthur sprained his ankle today. We'll be racing the clock for the yeah. preseason challenge match against the Cowboys. Um, in Mackay, anything yeah. bad with that? 
No, I wouldn't think so. I think obviously precautionary, but you've got to be a bit, make sure it's long year, so making sure you do the right things. And yeah, like Jesse had a breakout year, got into that grand final spot. So, you know, other guys now have, might have a little bit of an opportunity to state their case or let no, Kevin know how well they've been, you know, obviously training and put their best foot forward for the year. Rightio, let's move over to the West Tigers. They've been the most active uh, in the off-season and in a good way um, on and off the field. Uh, changes made by Fulton uh, with him going uh, and Luai coming in 2025. Let's just concentrate on 2024. Where do you think the West Tigers may end up this year with Benji at the helm? My thoughts, uh, he's an untried coach and I wish him the best because I think, I think they need some luck the West Tigers, not just to be able to play well, but they do need some luck. I still have them in the bottom three um, as they build to 2025. Where do you see them landing at the end of this season? Yeah, like he's touched about a fair bit going on, obviously, not just on the field, but off the field. And I, I really like it, actually. I really like the, the aggressiveness and the, the, the approach of actually trying to turn and change things. Really. You can't do that in this sort of day, day and age of football as you sort of sit on your hands and not doing anything. So I really like what the whole Benji concept is going out. He's trying to get some big key players and he's landed a big, big fish as well on the field and obviously making some changes in the background, which they certainly needed to do. Obviously, results show that. So, yeah, I love what he's doing. And like you said, I played with Benji. I know the style. There'll be plenty of attacking style of footy and I do hope he does really well. I see him probably up around the 11th mark. Right. I just think there's plenty of improvement there. I just think... There's some young halves coming on the board. I just think, um, sorry, I just think Benji will allow them to play with a bit of freedom and back themselves, and that's what you want to see. And I just feel like there's got to be a t- t- turn the corner surely for the, certainly the West Tigers fans. Hey, I see, yeah, I, I, I look, I'd like to see him go better. I really do. And and Benji, um, it's going to be a challenge for him though, isn't it, to, to coach week in and week out and yeah. and, and battle the highs and the lows. Um, not with his own foot, not just with his own football department, with his players. You know, it's going to be something. Well, this coaching thing's not easy. Well, I absolutely love the approach. When you think about it, he had it set like the challenge and how passionate he must be at, at wanting to coach and to get that team turned around. You look at he had a pretty cruisy job, a good lifestyle, obviously in terms of media community, he had a show on Fox. He had a lot of things going for him to give up that. Yeah, and to take a passion and trying to turn a club that he played for for so long and try and get him right on the track and, like you said, go through the ups and downs and the criticism and you know all those sort of things that come with a first grade coach. You really got to sit back and go, good on you, mate. He's, he's had a crack at this and he he really really wants to make it work and I just love the approach that he's trying to do. So I just wish him all the best. Hey, um, quickly, the Raiders announced a good signing today, Zach Hosking, on a three year deal, effective immediately. Just they need any more forwards at uh, the Raiders? Well, it seems to be working a little bit for them with stick down there and Raiders. You know, you talk about forwards winning games of football and everyone's sort of written them off the last couple of years and they've just been that gritty, nagging sort of team. And, you know, they've been there. Obviously, they lost Jack White. who's a big loss. He's gone to your bunnies. But they just seem to hang in there. They fight for him. You know, he's obviously trained them hard enough. But certainly, they're always a tough challenge. You don't know the kid. The toughest thing is you don't know what sort of canvas side's going to turn up. They turn up with plenty of passion. And obviously, Sticky's very good at being able to manipulate his players of them versus the world type of sort of thing mm. down in Canberra, which I love. It builds, uh, I guess, the theatre of rugby league. And you don't want to be playing Canberra down there mid-July, certainly, with, um, when Ricky's got them fired up.
Yeah, mate, I've been down there on the sideline commentating uh, in mid-July, listening to Ricky's wonderful language, the use of the English language, uh, and also sitting there with, with like a bucket of ice sitting next to me the whole game on the ground, not even defrosting. Well, I got a beaten 56-0 there one Monday night when Monday night football was a thing, Jason. So you can imagine how nice <laughs> night that was in Kingsborough. <laughs> Would have been about minus three so, or four, I reckon, Macca. Well, well, we had a good night after that and we went on a 10-game winning streak. So it probably was the result <laughs> we needed. Right, mate, last thing we got to do before we go to the break because we're, we're asking our listeners tonight on 0457 736 736. Andrew McCulloch, uh, we're asking our listeners and yourself what team will be the surprise packet or which team will be the surprise packet of 2024? What's yours? Mate, I, I, I don't know if it's... I guess it is a little surprise but the way they finished last year. I just think the Knights can... Um Build on Marshy, I just think their team's more set. They've got, you know, obviously Jaden Bradley coming back in the team, and Carlin's obviously had another strong year, but he'll be once again there. And they've recruited really well. Obviously, they lost Dom Young, but they got some good young Pommy uh, backs out there that have come on and they can fill that void. I just think they're a settled team. I think they can really go up at, up a level next year. And I think if they don't make the top four, it'll be very disappointing. Just think they've got a team that's a little bit more experienced now. So, Petey Boy's another year experienced. Bradman Best had his best year yet. So How good was he? You'd like to see it. He was outstanding. Those guys were pretty reasonably still young within the terms of the competition. So I feel actually they're a competition of um, NRL experience. Those guys can certainly get there. And a couple of um, players actually going for positions. I think Phoenix Crossland had a really, really great year covering for Jaden Braley as well. So I do feel like if they're, they're the year, it's going to be this year for the Knights. All right, Mac up. Andrew McCulloch, uh, it's nice to turn back time with you tonight. Um, what are you What are you up to? What are you doing? Are you just playing? Uh, well, while I rang you this morning, you're, you're sipping lattes with a mate. It, that's kind of your daily routine at the moment, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's just called networking, just checking in on people, <laughs> making sure everyone's all right. And those, you build those relationships up, up Jason. So that's oh, what I'm all about, mate. Just, you don't need to rush back into the year too quickly. There's plenty of months left. Mate, you don't even rush during the year. What are you talking about? Jesus. <laughs> Andrew McCulloch, uh, thanks for talking Rugby League with us tonight, mate, on Sports Day. Uh, all the best. Cheers, mate. Appreciate you having me on. Thank no you. No worries. Andrew McCulloch there. Stop termites in their tracks with Australia's most trusted termite solution, BASF, Termidor and Trelona. This is Sports Day. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to the show. Uh, time for a BBL update. We're at the pointy end of the season. Well, thanks to Tui's. I feel like a Tui's or two. Drink responsibly. Don't know if you listened or saw the game last night. The uh, Heats beat the Scorchers by 23 runs at the Gabba in front of uh, 26,200 fans. Jeez, it was a tense game of cricket. And it was very evenly poised until... Michael Nisa, the all-rounder for the Brisbane Heat, went nuts in their last over. As Berendorf bowls to Nisa, he hoists this long six. Over backward square. He just leant back on the back foot, went Wooshka, and in the meantime, brings up his 50. Berendorf bowls again, off his pads, over the boundary for six again. Nisa's on fire. Put him up the order. Here we go. We're hoping for a six. And you've got it! 
You've got it. Another six over deep mid-wicket for Nisa. What an innings. He finishes 64 not out of 30 balls. And the Heat finish six for 191. Take a bow, Michael Nisa. What a knock. Yeah, what a knock it was. It was an outrageous knock. And, geez, the, the Scorchers, as as good as they were in trying to chase the runs, they fell short by 23. They just never really got um, going at any stage. But, again, I still think the Brisbane Heat have the best bowling attack in the competition. They defended that total well last night. That means now they'll go and play the qualifier at Heritage Bank Stadium, as I mentioned off the top of the show. Uh, that'll be Friday night, the 19th. Make sure you get your tickets early because it's uh, about 50% of what you, of crowd that you'd get at the Gabba uh, because of the test match. I don't know why they didn't play the test match. Like the Windies versus Australia test match, which starts on the 25th um, of January, they're not going to get ripper crowds for that. Everyone's back at work, back at school. Why didn't they play the Windies at Australia at Heritage Bank Stadium. And the other thing too is eight days enough time to get a drop-in pitch at Heritage Bank Stadium ready to go. Can I just say though, Heritage Bank Stadium is a wonderful location to watch cricket. You're right on top of it. It's actually a great stadium for cricket. But the Brisbane Heat and Queensland cricket will lose roughly half a million dollars on this game. And look, if they keep winning, the final will be at Heritage Bank Stadium as well on the Gold Coast. Hey, Nisa just didn't finish there. He picked up a couple of wickets with the ball and he took probably the catch of the season. Run rate required, 11 and a half runs per over. Three for 106, the Scorchers. As Johnson bowls again to Inglis, who gets a hold of this, hits it down to long on, great catch! Great catch running back. Guess who? Michael Nisa. Is there anything this bloke can't do? Big wicket of Inglis. He goes for 28. The Scorchers four for 106. That is that, there was nothing last night he couldn't do. There was absolutely nothing. He got the man of the match last night. The Scorchers made errors which was uncharacteristic uh, in the field. I mean, there was even an overthrow on the second last delivery, uh, which gave Nisa the strike off the last ball. But um, Laurie Evans did well. He had a good knock of 51 off 29, including three sixes and two fours. But apart from him, no one else really did anything. Oh, Agar was good with the ball again, two for 20-odd uh, off his four overs. Now, as I say, they'll host... Probably, I reckon it's going to be the Scorchers again on Friday 19th. Tonight, the Hurricanes. Oh, by the way, the Scorchers have got two more games to go. They'll play the Heat again on uh, Saturday. And then I think they play the Sixers. So they've got a couple of games up their sleeve, but they can't finish first now. Tonight, the Hurricanes host the Strikers in a crucial game as both sides look to move up the ladder to claim the all-important fourth, fourth spot. How, how good is the Big Bash this year. It's unbelievable. That's our BBL update brought to you by Tui's. I feel like a Tui's or two. Drink responsibly when we get back. A Suncorp segment for you. We're going to find out if 
some players are going to help the Dolphins get to the top eight in 2024. We'll get to that next. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to the show. Jason Matthews, Thursday night. We've got BBL action coming up on the SCN app. Uh, after, um, oh, now, actually, what am I saying? It's on now. Uh, Hurricanes taking on the Strikers tonight in Hobart. Time to uh, be safe segment now for Suncorp. Time to get into it. Get your home storm season ready with Suncorp. Suncorp Home Resilience. This is an interesting one that's been put together by uh, Daddy Vass, our producer. And you know what? I've tossed and turned about this, and I've been thinking about this team, not necessarily these players, but I've been thinking about this team and going, are they top eight or not? And here it is. Here's the here's the question. With the addition of players like Flegler, Farnworth, Jake Avarillo, are the Dolphins safe in the NRL top eight in season 2024? It's a really good conundrum. I just I it's so hard to get into the top eight. And you need you think about oh, who's gonna drop out from 2023? Raiders, I think most definitely. Who else is going to drop out? You can't have 11 teams in the top eight like Scott Sattler does for his season predictions. I think they'll just miss out. And I'll tell you why. Because I think the Dolphins will get... I think the Titans will get in instead. But also, in that top eight, remember last year the Cowboys finished outside the eight. Whose spot do they take? And then... Then there's the almighty Rabbitohs who finished outside the top eight last year. You would think that they would improve with the cattle they have. Who do they replace in the top eight? So I, 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 I think the Dolphins will improve. I think they finished 15th in 2023. I think they'll improve, but will they improve enough to make the top eight? And I don't think it's a safe call. They've got some wonderful... They've recruited really well. They've got the master at the helm. But I just don't think too many top eight teams are going to drop out from 2023. I don't know. What do you think? 0457 736 736. And do they have enough enough depth now? I mean, there's three massive signings. But have they got enough, enough depth? And they had some injuries last year, and that's what crueled them. So have, and the Bromwich brothers aren't getting any younger. Jared Wallace is not getting any younger. But Flegler and Farnworth, amazing signings from the Broncos. Jake Avarillo will give them some speed in the centres. Is it enough? I have been sitting on the fence, but now I'm leaning. I reckon they'll finish around the ninth. What do you think? 0457 736. 736, get your home storm season ready. With Suncorp, Chris Nelson's got a big weekend of racing this weekend. Of course, it's Magic Millions weekend. We'll chat to him next here on Sports Day. Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. Racing action continues every day across the Sunshine State. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today.
Yes, uh, chances are you're about to lose Chris Nelson. It's uh, it's like the grand final for the summer carnival uh, in Queensland this weekend. Well, well, maybe it's not. You'll tell us the Magic Millions at the Gold Coast Turf Club. How are you, Nelson? I'm going well, thanks, Jase. Uh, great to be with you again. And yeah, I, I think it's fair to say that it is the grand final. It officially is the end of the summer carnival. We do we do have a meeting at the Sunshine Coast in a couple of weeks' time, which is a, a good meeting, but. This is officially the end of the uh, the summer carnival, and what a way to go out! I mean, fourteen million dollars in prize money—not too bad. Hooli dooly, it's it's a lot of money, isn't it? For, for for a regional meeting, it's a it's a heck of yep. a lot of money. And i was just thinking, as you're talking, then, uh, will, will the Gold Coast Turf Club will look incredibly different come this time next year as well, with lights in, and uh, I'm hearing there's going to be construction starting with some. Is it is it going to be some developments around the track as well, or you know, not around it, but near the track? I think they're going to build a hotel somewhere near there because uh, the lights will be installed this year and I'm pretty sure we'll have a, uh, a Magic Millions day-nighter next year. If not next year, very, yeah, very nice. soon. We'll have a meeting on the Friday night, yeah, and the Saturday. And uh, and then a hotel will go close by. I mean, I can tell you, Jace, I've done that walk many times from the Broad Beach Hotels to the Gold Coast because I've had nothing in my pockets, so I had to walk home. <laughs> it's not that far. But I, su- but I suppose something closer wouldn't go astray. No, no, it certainly wouldn't go astray. And, and I could not think of a better venue in Australia for night racing than the Gold Coast. Yeah, well, it clearly is. I mean, they'll base it pretty much on, on Happy Valley in uh, in Hong Kong, where it's just surrounded by... won't be quite the same as Happy Valley, which is surrounded by high-rises, but it's the next best thing that we have here for sure. And just to have that backdrop of the Gold Coast and surfers and Broad Beach and all yeah. the high-rises and the lights will be unbelievable when that's up and running. It certainly will give Toowoomba a, a run for its money, but we <laughs> move on. Uh, how's the uh, the track holding up before the Magic Millions? A lot of rain in southeast Queensland. Well, there was. Uh, we're back to we're back in the soft sort of near good range. Uh, I think we'll be back in the good range by Saturday. We just have to keep an eye on the weather going forward. Obviously, uh, there might be the chance of a shower or two, but mostly the weather bureau is saying like zero to three mils or zero to four mils, and that's not a lot of rain. So, I would say the way this track drains, we'll be back. Uh, fingers crossed on a good four by Saturday race time. Rightio, mate. Uh, you're red hot. You've got a red hot tip. You've been red hot about this horse. What's it called? Storm Boy. Why? Just think of Mr. Percival. Yes. Why are you red hot about Storm Boy? And that's in the two-year-old, isn't it? That's in the two-year-old classic. Uh, race eight, number one, Storm Boy. Look, I don't think there's a lot of winning chances in the, the two-year-old classic this year. I'd, I'd say there's probably four or five. Uh, to, to try and pick a roughie, there's nothing really that appeals. So you look at those first five in the market and look, I can punch holes in the form of probably four of them. I cannot punch any holes in the form of Storm Boy. He's had two starts, two wins. He was dominant winning in Sydney on debut. He beat another horse there that then went to uh, Caulfield and won convincingly. So that form stacked up out of that. Then he came to Queensland, went around in the McLaughlin, did a lot of work early on for the first 400 metres, three and four wide, found the front and then was too strong. So he's just another Waterhouse bot machine two-year-old who will just run through walls and be very hard to beat. There's only four Mashani horses in that race as well. Yeah, they've done well, actually. I mean, I know their their, their business um, plan is to get the early money in the cutest races and run all these Mashanis, but they've qualified four of them, so they haven't done too bad. That's trainer uh, Les Ross and, uh, and owner Mike Crooks. They've done very well with their Mashanis. 
And I think most of them will roll forward and sit up outside the lead somewhere early on. Yeah, I know the three-year-old Magic Millions race is more of an open affair, but is there anything you like yeah. there at all? Look, there is one I like, but I don't know that it'll get a run. It's the first emergency. It's race nine, number 19, Show Me Mercy. So it needs two things. Firstly, the most importantly, a start, because it can't <laughs> win without a start. <laughs> and secondly, it needs a good track. Uh, very good first up in the gold edition behind a bounding on a good track. Then the wheels, unfortunately, spun next time around in the Vaux Rogue on a soft six. Beaten 3.67. Heat stress as well didn't help. So there's a lot to... Uh, well, lots to take out of that race you could forgive for Show Me Mercy. So should he get a start and get a good track, he's worth a few dollars each way. Rodio, anything else you like this weekend? Yeah, well, I think your horse or one of yours, Prince of Boom, can bounce back and win. He mm-hmm. is race six, number one, Prince of Boom. I think he'll go straight forward, he will, from that wide I gate. I wish he'll be was able to sit outside. Yeah. Well, he'll be able to sit outside your other horse, Golden Boom, or lead Golden Boom. It'll be a booming finish, no doubt. So... I'll go with Prince of Boom there. And I think Rothfire, race four, number one. I think he too can overcome his wide gate. And I think he's a fair price. I mean, you wouldn't want to take a short price about a horse drawn so wide. But with him, I'm happy to take the price on offer. So race four, number one, race six, number one. I can't believe you've gone against um, Tony Gollan. I'm I'm, I'm dumbfounded. And and Ryan (laughs) Maloney. What's going Are you okay? You get to the doctors. You've been bitten by one of those mosquitoes, haven't you, at your house? Well, there are a lot of them around, that's for sure. (laughs) Well, I have gone with Tony Gollan in a later race, but, uh, yeah, anyway. No, it's uh, Tony Gollan could have a day out. Wouldn't surprise me in the least, and Ryan Maloney could do the same. So if they do, I'll miss out this time. Yep, righty up. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Thanks, Nelson. Thanks, Jace. Have a great weekend and a great Magic Millions. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness. This is Sports Day. What I need is to bring you a quick community update. This is Sports Day. Uh, thanks to Firecoat, be alert and prepare this bushfire season. There's no current bushfire warnings in place across southeast. Well, that's all right then. Uh, please remember every home should have their bushfire survival plan in place. Um, qfest.queensland.gov.au is the place uh, for all the information you need to stay fire safe. This community update, thanks to Firecoat, the first paint proven to protect property in high-risk fire conditions available at Bunnings Warehouse. This has been Sports Day. Um, uh, for Kia, the uh, Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV, captivating a appearance with state-of-the-art design. Geez, the keys do look good. Uh, we're about to go. Uh, it's going to be a big weekend of sport this week. Plenty of cricket um, as well on this weekend. So make sure you get around all the BBL action ahead of, of course, the first test against the Windies starting next Wednesday. Uh, at the Adelaide Oval. Scotty Sattler will be back Monday night from holidays. He'll be joining me then. Enjoy your weekend. Sports Day back Monday. Catch you then. Goodbye!